Hello everyone and welcome to The Like-Minded. I'm your host Cami Pons and if you didn't notice I've added a little jingle to the beginning of this episode. I'm super excited. I found it on like a royalty-free music website but I think adding it makes it sound a little more official and legit and I'm going to start using it moving forward. So small win. Um, so this episode is very special to me. I've been working on it on and off for about a week now. I first started with journaling out some of my thoughts and then it kind of moved over to me typing them out on my laptop. Um, but overall it's been a pretty continuous flow of thoughts. So without further ado, on today's episode, we're talking about the very important and very emotional task of coming home to ourselves. And I don't normally do this, but I want to preface before I jump in that this is a deeply personal topic for many people. It comes with a lot of emotion. And what I'm about to share is my experience, it's my truth. Not everyone will resonate with my message in the same way, but I hope that for those that do, I've given you something to think about. And at the end of the day, I say this on many episodes, but the whole reason I started this podcast was to help form connection and community as we are all on our own parallel paths of self-growth and self-discovery. So if my message doesn't quite land this episode... I hope my next one does. All right, let's get started, people. So a couple of weeks ago, I saw a video on TikTok from a woman who I think was either a spiritual coach or a life coach. I'd never saved the video, so I don't remember, and I'm regretting that now. But she was essentially describing a scene, and again, this is not going to be verbatim. I'm going off of memory. But basically, she was describing, you know, a scene in which... You're walking in the snow and you're alone and it's cold and it's windy and you're tired and you're hungry and you're thirsty and up ahead you see a house and it's all lit up and it's glowing orange red from the inside and you walk up to the house and you knock on the door and the door opens and standing you know on the other side of the door frame is you and behind that is a room full of all other versions of you. You when you're six, when you're 40, when you're 80. And all of these versions welcome you in and they sit you down and they grab you warm tea and food to eat and you're full and now you're warm from the heat of the house and they surround you and they begin to ask you about your journey. And they make you feel seen and heard as you describe, you know, your hard track through the snow and the wind and and everything. And they comfort your pains and they're listening to your story and they lift you up with their validation and care. And you essentially are welcome in and loved just as you are. And that's essentially what it feels like and what it looks like to come home to yourself. It feels like peace, comfort, security, freedom, all wrapped up into one. You can open up, remove any facades you may be using with the outside world, unload any weight you may be carrying. And how I imagine it is when we come home, 
we can let go of our ego and all that comes with that patterns fears anxiety overthinking judgment criticism the list goes on and on essentially shutting off our monkey minds and we're given the opportunity to reconnect with the very essence of our being and at this core is where creativity and curiosity and self-expression and childlike wonder and vulnerability all run wild but i know for me many times rather than coming home to myself i run I run quick and I run far. And in doing this, I try to distract myself with outside noise and chatter. And I distract myself with lies that I'm okay. Everything's okay. Life is just meant to be and feel this way. Though deep down, I know that's not the truth. And I think this truth telling is part of why coming home to ourselves is so freaking hard. Because when we speak our truth, it's daunting. And it has the possibility to change every aspect of our lives once we do share our deepest thoughts and desires. And I've found once the truth is out there, things can rarely go back to how they were. But at the same time, I think to myself, like, isn't that kind of the point? Like, why would we want things to go back to how they were? Because I almost see truth as like this disruptor It shakes up the misalignments to leave space and time for readjustment and regrowth. So by sharing our truth, we are essentially having the opportunity to invite true peace and freedom into our lives. And I also think along with, you know, tapping into our truth to advocate for ourselves, part of coming home to ourselves is naming trauma and unpacking it. Again, no matter how freaking hard it is, because this one may be even harder than speaking our truth. And I think a lot of times it's easier to just push that shit down and act like it doesn't exist. I know I've done that. I know we've all done that. But by truly, you know, reflecting inward and unpacking our trauma, we'll get to a point where it really doesn't exist in the same way. That rather than, you know, I imagine it as this big looming cloud of gray and black negativity, we kind of whittle away at it to get it down to the size of like a small rock. Where it's almost, you know, you can like walk over it and like not even notice the bump. It's something that's so passive versus this thing that's just on our mind 24-7. And so one of my favorite songs of all time is Super Bloom by Mr. Wives. And there's a very specific line that really resonates. And I'm realizing that if I speak it, you know, versus singing to the beat, it doesn't, I don't think it's going to sound the same. But essentially it's, it never rained in the desert till I chose me for the very first time. And the reason I wanted to share it is because I think it perfectly describes what I'm trying to get at with this episode. And honestly, that line is like one of the reasons that it's my favorite song. But essentially, what this says to me is that by tending to ourselves, by focusing on our very essence, our needs, our wants, our happiness, we are bringing water to the desert. And for some of us, for the very first time in a really long time. And with that water comes flowers and bloom and beauty and color and growth. And it's corny, like I'm well aware, but I think it's true. And I think also 
a visual helps to kind of tie everything together. Um, but essentially, you know, when we tend to ourselves, when we work on the relationship we have with ourselves, we see parts of ourselves come out and bloom that have been dead for a very long time. Or even parts of ourselves that we never even knew existed. For example, you know, by healing our relationship with ourselves, our humor might start to show itself again. Or our gratitude for the little things in life. You, you get the point. All that juicy, good stuff that we want in our day-to-day lives. And when we aren't tending to ourselves, I like to refer to that as like straying. You know, that's the moments when we're running and trying to distract ourselves. And when we do this, we're not ourselves. In fact, I find that during this time, I'm the worst version of myself. I'm mean, I'm spiteful, I have a short fuse, I'm jealous, I criticize. But I always know when there is this misalignment. It's almost palpable. That doesn't mean I necessarily always address it immediately, but deep down I know. And we all know when our souls are unhappy, when we've strayed from ourselves and our truth. I think it often manifests itself in both emotional and physical symptoms. And over time, they seem to grow bigger and more serious. So whether it be anxiety, an inability to sleep, stomach aches, maybe even migraines, or on the emotional side, I think this is more relevant for me personally, like an overall inability to handle my emotions. So that might mean, you know, angrily lashing out or trying to control others or situations or reacting without thinking. So think is like you're on that toxic autopilot where it's just like in the heat of the moment you snap over and over again without taking that moment to pause and think. And I think when this happens, it really always comes back to me realizing that I've given too much of myself away to other people, whether that be relationships or things. For example, you know, too much energy to my job or too much energy into caring what other people may think about me or worrying about whether the timeline I'm on is too fast or too slow or stopping myself from pursuing my passion and my purpose because of these falsely constructed limitations. It's essentially stemming from this misplacement of what I view as my sacred energy from within to these external forces. And I believe that at the end of the day, we can only belong to one person, and that's ourselves. And what I mean by that is, again, it's like that misplacement of energy of shifting it back to ourselves, shifting it back within. And when we belong to ourselves, when we come home to ourselves, we naturally then begin to unapologetically prioritize our needs. We answer to ourselves. We don't answer to outside, you know, socially constructed ideas of who we should be, how we should act, what we should look like, what we should like, how we should live our lives. And um, when we belong to ourselves, when we come home, we also advocate for ourselves. We love ourselves. We forgive ourselves. It's like all of these positive and great qualities that we want to cultivate with the relationship that we have. And I don't think that means, you know, when I say you only belong to one person and that's yourself, like, I don't think that that means that we can't let other people in. Like, of course, at the end of the day, you know, we're social beings. And I believe that many of us are meant to love and care for others. 
but it's the fact that it's never at the cost of our own peace and happiness. And so one of the biggest questions and something I think about quite often is, you know, how do we cultivate a sense of home for ourselves? Because in reality, you know, no one wants to enter into an environment that's not open and that's not kind and that doesn't allow, you know, us to unpack and disentangle the hard thoughts and the hard feelings and build ourselves back up when we're feeling down. So in this vein, you know, I think some of the most important traits to cultivate within are unconditional love, forgiveness, grace, compassion. It sounds basic, but I think it's something that we often overlook because if we're being honest, we are never done coming home to ourselves There will be many times that we stray and need to regroup and recenter. And we need to understand that this will happen. I don't think it's like ideal in like the ideal world, you know, we come home at a very young age and we never leave. Um, But I don't think that's always realistic. So having this understanding and grace is huge because, you know, go back. This is what I think of, but. Go back to, you know, the scene that I was describing in the beginning of the episode of the house with all the versions of you. And imagine you're walking through that snow, you're walking through that wind, you're freezing, you're tired, you're hungry. You arrive at the warmly lit door, you knock, you're so excited to be let in. And they open it up, take one look and they go, sorry, nothing we can do. Bye. And close the door on your face. Like that's, that's what happens when we're hurting, when we're looking for healing energy And instead, we're met with self-criticism or judgment or hatred or blame. It's like, ugh, a knife to the heart. Like, we don't deserve that. We're already hurting. So when we come home to ourselves, I imagine it almost as like we are calling back all parts we might have in the past tried to hide or disregard. And we call back that sacred energy that I was talking about that might have been displaced. And we honor all parts of ourselves, the good and the bad. And I often mention this in previous episodes is like our shadows or our less desirable traits. But our shadows must exist because in reality, we're all made up of both lightness and darkness. So without one, the other cannot exist. So in coming home to ourselves, in nurturing the relationship we have with ourselves, in honoring all parts... That means we're taking a good hard look at our shadows and we're nurturing them. We're sending love. We're not trying to hide it, act like it doesn't exist, but in sending it love in the same way that I think in unpacking trauma, we can whittle it down to the size of a rock or a pebble. I think by nurturing our shadows, they won't affect us as much. You know, those self-critical thoughts might pop up or let's say that judgment about another person, you're able to look at it straight in the eyes and be like, I'm feeling this way because this person is triggering within me because I feel insecure because I, in reality, think they're absolutely beautiful. And I have, you know, maybe I'm dealing with um, body image or with self-esteem. And you're really able to take a thought or a feeling and whittle it down to the very core, address it, put that on the sailboat, send it off to sea. Done. It came, the thought came and the thought went. Um, but I think this can only happen, you know, once we really reflect, look within, 
dig, figure out what everything is coming from. Because, I mean, when we're triggered, when we have these negative thoughts, it's coming from somewhere at the very core of us. Often what we're trying to hide, which is why when these thoughts pop up, we're just like, I just don't know where this is coming from because we need to dig and figure it out. But again, this is all about the we honor all parts of ourselves. We don't hide it. We don't try to push it down. We address it head on so we can move through it, move past it. I also think coming home to ourselves is all about listening to our deepest desires and removing any limitations we might have put into place in the past. I think also part of it is shedding that which no longer serves us. This could be people, things, places. I often find that the people aspect is the hardest because it's never, it's never easy leaving someone behind in the pursuit of yourself and your happiness. But I always think if it comes down to it, would you rather put their comfort over your happiness? And that's harsh. But I think when you imagine it that way, as it's like one or the other, it makes it easier to navigate forward. Because essentially, it's like, would you rather protect their comfort and keep them in your life? Or protect and prioritize your happiness and your needs, even if that may mean unintentionally hurting someone along the way. And of course, when we outgrow someone, whether that be a friend, whether that be a partner, we handle it with grace and compassion. We're not rude. We're not disrespectful. We're not spiteful. But it's also about like not letting the fear of someone else's disappointment, like I'm afraid I will disappoint them if I end things if I want to take a pause out our friendship because I feel as though I need the space and time to focus on myself like yes they're going to be disappointed but it's like or ultimately that will have to happen for you to not feel stuck and disappointed by staying within the relationship and I also feel like when you outgrow someone it's positive in the long run for them as well like yes it's painful in the moment but now they have the opportunity to go and meet other people that are better suited from that for them like where they're at in their life right now I think that's kind of going into like the beginning of the episode when I talked about why coming home to ourselves is hard is truth-telling and how by speaking our truth our lives will change because I think part of that truth is we have to shed people or places or things like jobs, relationships. Maybe we need to move out of a location to another one because we've simply outgrown it or because it's not conducive for our growth and for our healing. I think it's really hard because we're breaking out of our comfort zone and we're putting ourselves into a situation that maybe we've never experienced before. But again, it's the not letting that fear and that discomfort stop us from taking that first step and entering into this journey of pursuing our relationship with ourselves, pursuing our happiness, pursuing our fulfillment or whatever it may be. So how I really want to end this episode is by touching on like the major point of why I wanted to talk about this in general, which is like in coming home to ourselves, it's about Honestly, at the end of the day, how I see it is replenishing our energy levels, getting in touch with ourselves, and lifting ourselves back up, because I feel like the times in which we come running home is when we're hurting, 
when we're angry, when we're sad, when we've strayed for so long, the misalignment has been there for so long. It's so tangible. The symptoms, the physical, the emotional symptoms are showing so much that it's like we can't go through our day-to-day lives anymore. And I think right now, but I think it's always been this way, maybe it's like life is, life seems hard, harder than usual is what I want to say. I think navigating relationships are hard, navigating feelings and emotions are hard. There's a lot of negativity, a lot of unhappiness out in the world right now. But when we create that home, that safe space within, that follows us around in any experience or interaction. And what I mean by that is when you're at peace with yourself, then I truly believe as though you can bring that peace along with you anywhere to help self-protect from external factors. We can't control how people act. We can't control what they say, what they do, but we can protect our own peace. So by being at peace with ourselves, by carrying that bubble of white light and protection that we feel that's radiating from within, then we can use that as a buffer from all of this external, you know, negativity, hatred, judgment that other people are projecting. That's all that I have for today. It's a bit long-winded, a longer episode, um, but I just want to thank you so much for listening. I hope everything that I shared was clear. Um, as I was like talking through this, I realized this podcast is honestly such a healthy outlet for me. Um, it's my safe space to get out some of the very busy thoughts that I have in my head. And it genuinely warms my heart to think there's this little community of listeners that I've built. And I appreciate you all. And just don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you're tuning in from so we can continue to build this little community. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day.